The 630 Chad Afternoon News with Jaylen Nye. Weekdays at 2 on 630 Chad. This story caught my eye about a year ago. It was about a group called Nexium, founded in, 19, in the 1990s. It portrayed itself as a personal development company that offered programs aimed at self-improvement. But in recent years, more details began to emerge about Nexium, which alleged to have uh, thriving outposts in numerous cities, including Vancouver, that it was a cult and a, recru- and a recruiting platform for a secret society in which women were born branded and forced into sexual slavery. It got even more attention when an actress uh, by the name of Alison Mack, you know from the show uh, Smallville, was arrested for her role in the group. The former leader of the group, Keith Rainier, is now on trial for racketeering and sex trafficking, and we're hearing some shocking testimony from some former members. Amanda Otway is an author and reporter for Courthouse News in Brooklyn. She's been covering the trial. She joins us now. Hi, Amanda. Hi there. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. Okay, can you give us some, I tried to set it up a a little bit with a little bit of background about this group, but since you are, you're the expert, you're the expert on it, you've been covering it. Can, in a nutshell, tell us, uh, tell us about this, how it all began and how it started to unravel. Um, Well, I've, I've been covering it since um, the first arrest, since Keith Raniere's arrest um, last March, um, but there have definitely been news organizations on it, the Albany Times Union, for, for years and years, um, as allegations that Nexium was a cult started to come out in the news. Um, and, you know, I think uh, definitely an important turning point was an expose by the New York Times in 2017 in which uh, a former member of Nexium named Sarah Edmondson uh, came out and said that she had been asked to join this secret subgroup within Nexium. Uh, it was allegedly called DOS, um, which is Latin. It could also be, they also called it the Vow. Mm-hmm. Um, another name that we learned this week in the trial was the Master Slave Project. Mm-hmm. Um, and so basically what Sarah Edmondson said that was that um, it was it was it was branded as kind of like a, an empowerment organization for women, but instead uh, it was it was actually um, it, it, women were branded and and forced into forced labor and uh, actually sex trafficked. What what do we know about Keith Rainier? Who is he? What's his background? He has a long history of uh, running what I think a lot of people would call multi-level marketing schemes. Um, this started in, I believe, the 90s. It might have been before with a company he started called Consumers Byline, which was eventually shut down. Um, and so he, he moved on to Nexium, And he, he has kind of sold himself as uh, one of the smartest people in the world, one of the best problem solvers, solvers in the world. He's, he's because he has this insanely high IQ. Um, and basically, he seems to be really, really good at gathering people around him, finding people who are going to be really, really loyal to him, um, and espousing uh, his beliefs on them, um, which seem to be kind of a mix of 
of, you know, it seems like there's some Scientology uh, frameworks in there, um, just kind of uh, self-help jargon. Um, and so he, he, he co-founded the company called Nexium. Okay. Um, there's, a, you talked about these, uh, these people around him and his ability to, to get them uh, involved. Uh, there's, there's a number of women who seem to play quite a, a significant role in all of this. I'm looking at like the, the names of Nancy Salzman, Alison Mack, who I mm-hmm. mentioned, Claire Bronf, uh, Bronfman. She's a part of the Seagram's um, dynasty. Um, mm-hmm. What can you tell us about them and, and their roles in, in Nexium? Sure. So, um, actually, initially, Ranieri had five co-descendants. Um, well, he was arrested first, and then five women were arrested after him. And then, gradually, they all started pleading guilty um, to, the, to the crimes that they were charged with. And so now it's just Ranieri left to stand trial by himself. Um, but, yeah, the, the co-defendants were, were Nancy Salzman, who was, was uh, basically, I think, second in command at Nexium, uh, known as Prefect, and her daughter, Lauren Salzman, who's alleged to have been uh, what they call a first-line master in, in DOS, which was the, the inside um, sex trafficking group. Um, so they both pled guilty. Claire Brossman, as you said, um, the Seagram's liquor heiress, uh, seems to have had many roles within Nexium. She was... Um, in their legal department, you know, they, they didn't appear to have any lawyers in their legal department, but Claire Bronfman, I think, was given the Bronfman wealth, I think, handled a lot of Nexium's legal work financially mm-hmm. um, and, and bought buildings for the company and, and was, was very close with, with Keith Ranieri. And uh, Kathy Russell was a bookkeeper for Nexium. And uh, lastly, Allison Mack, whom you mentioned, the Smallville actress, is also alleged to have been a first-line master in DOS. Um, they've all pleaded guilty to various charges, so he is now pretty much uh, on his own with all of this. Um, th- his trial started this week, and maybe you can give us some insight into how all of this worked. I know there was a, a 32-year-old British woman named uh, Sylvie. She testified on the first day of the trial about uh, being in this group. What did she have to say about how it worked and, and what, what, she, what she went through? Yeah, so Sylvie's, Sylvie's testimony was, was really interesting and sad. Um, she grew up in England and wanted to pursue a career in competitive horse show jumping, um, which was also something that Claire Bronson was into. And so they met when Sylvie was in her teens, um, and Sylvie eventually moved as an 18-year-old to upstate New York to work for Claire Bronfman on, on a horse farm. Um, and Claire... Claire asked her if she wanted to take an Axiom course. Claire offered to pay for it, so Sylvie did because she wanted to impress her new employer, she said. Um, and gradually she started taking more and more Nexium courses. Um, and these are very, very expensive courses. We're talking multi-thousands of dollar courses. Um, and so she, she, she spoke about it in a way that she was like very confused about how she had even been roped into all of this. And she was, seemed confused about Nexium's structure and how this had even happened to her. And then eventually she became, uh, she was very close. She went through a period, she was very sick for a while. Um, she struggled with anorexia and a woman who had been very close to her during that time named Monica Duran, uh, at one point later asked Sylvie if she wanted to join a, a special secret group. 
Um, but in order to join it, Sylvia would have to hand over some collateral. And so uh, she did and and became Monica's slave um, and basically did kind of menial labor tasks for her and, and did whatever Monica asked her to do. And one of those things was to send nude photos to Keith Raniere and, and also on one occasion to uh, go over to see him in person and, allow, and basically to go along with whatever he wanted to do, which in the end, uh, he performed oral sex on her. Uh, it was a sex, sex assault. She, she doesn't seem to have consented. Um, and it was, it was incredibly sad testimony from her. So, you know, I know and, there's a lot of people probably listening right now. Whenever you hear stories like this and you hear about, you know, these you know, cults or whatever, these groups that are, that are like this, we all wonder how is it that people can get kind of sucked into it? How can they get into it and, and, and uh, maybe fall for it, believe it? Um, and, and how are you seeing that? And you talked about collateral, handed, had to hand over collateral. Maybe you can expand on uh, from what you've heard this week about how that happened, how people get drawn into it, stay in it, and this collateral, once they're in there, they're kind of, they're really kind of screwed, aren't they? Because if they've handed this over, um, they'll, they'll be blackmailed. Yeah, exactly. Um, but but yeah, I mean, that's a huge question that I think a lot of folks watching have is how do you even get to the point where you willingly hand over that kind of collateral? Um, and I think something that I'll be looking for um, is, is people's various vulnerabilities and how they were possibly exploited. So in Sylvie's case, you know, I read this as she was a teenager mm-hmm. who was really passionate about something they offered to help her continue that passion and then gradually um, kind of made that passion go away and replaced it with something else which was the community the like all-consuming community that is Nexium. and so when Sylvie um, was feeling confused about Nexium, she didn't really have anywhere to go you know she's very far away from home and her family and she tried to go back to England and kind of got lured back um, and then uh, in terms of the collateral I think you know I uh, what she said it was was, was um, they had her write a letter to her parents um, and say that she wanted to be a sex worker. Um, and so in my head, I'm kind of like, uh, you know, if I wrote that letter, <laughs> I could still maybe explain that someone else had made me write it, right? Mm-hmm. Like that. So she was clearly in a place where she didn't feel like she could explain that to her family. Um, and I think. I'm still waiting. Honestly, I'm still waiting to hear kind of an epiphany about this is how they got somebody. Amanda Ottaway joining us this afternoon. She's been um, covering the trial of Keith Ranieri. He is uh, the man behind Nexium, and, and people are calling it a cult. P- people are calling it a sex trafficking ring. Uh, his uh, trial underway in uh, in New York State uh, right now. There's been talk about branding and uh, that a number of these women were branded with the Nexium symbols. Did, did uh, Sylvie talk about that this week? did. Uh, Sylvie said she was not branded, but that she almost was. She was going to be, and it sounds like the timing of it, that she was scheduled to receive her brand right around the time the New York Times story with Sarah Edmondson came out and things started to unravel um, within Nexium and DOS. Um, and so her branding got got put off um, and, and she, she never received one. But Um, Yes, the prosecution has alleged and, you know, shown pictures that that make it certainly look like these brands were in the shape of Keith Ranieri's initials, a K and an R. Mm. And and the women allegedly received them on their pubic area. Um, 
uh, with a cauterizing pen um, or held down on a table and, and branded with, with Rainier's initials. Um, and I, and I, I do expect that we will hear from, from a witness on the witness stand at some point who was branded. Um, these, these women, like uh, Sylvie, um, how did they get out? Did they get out when everything collapsed? Ha- have, have some women been able to get out on their own? Do you, do you know that, uh, Amanda? Um, yeah, I think Sylvie, uh, you know, that's, I'm not really sure. I, I, I think that she, yeah, she, I mean, got out recently. So, so it, it perhaps was around the time when things were starting to collapse. Um, uh, Sarah Edmondson, the New York Times whistleblower, certainly helped. Um, I think a lot of people um, learn a lot of things and, mm-hmm. and people were, were extracting themselves, as my understanding, from Nexium. Um, from 2017 on uh but but definitely there are women you know there are women who are there to watch the trial who were in nexium a long time ago and and were connected with keith ranieri uh decades ago um and and who who got out on their own um and have been trying to blow whistles ever since then um so so certainly watching this trial must be very emotional for them as well have you had an opportunity to talk with any of them um, yeah, yeah. Um, Tony Natali has been coming a lot of days. Uh, Barbara Boucher has been coming. Um, and yeah, they just, they, you know, they, they are composed uh, in the courtroom, but, but, you know, I think there's, there's certainly, uh, feeling, feeling like it's about time that something yeah. happened. You know, that's the sense that I get from them. Um, the, you know, the women like Sylvie who, who testified this week, how are they doing now? Um, how have they gotten through all of this and continued on with their life? Yeah. I mean, Sylvie's husband, uh, was also in Nexium. Uh, mm. she said his name is John and that's how they met. And it was actually, uh, kind of an arranged green card marriage for Sylvie to get a green card here in the States. Um, and and Ranieri had ordered them not to have sex for two years since it was a business deal, and that's that's the, when he sexually assaulted her. And so, you know, she didn't speak a whole lot about that, and that's kind of her business. Yep. But I imagine that she uh, is. I, I hope that she's getting a lot of therapy. To be honest, you know, I th- I, I think that that is, that's probably a, a way for 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 these people to, to start getting their lives back. Now, Amanda, um, before I let you go, there there have been accusations that um, Keith Raniere's had uh, had sex with minors or uh, had sex with a minor, and I think mm-hmm. under investigation for that as well. What can you tell us on that front? Yeah, so the the child pornography uh, sexual ex- exploitation of a child charges came down um, in mid March, and it has been since those charges came down that that all of the other women have pleaded guilty out okay. of the case. I really think. Um, the prosecution says they have the photos that he took of a 15-year-old girl, mm-hmm. and I think that is potentially disastrous for him. Um, you know, I'm, I'm not sure there's any getting around that if, if the jury finds that evidence credible. Um, and actually, they had a hard time finding a jury who who were not so repulsed by the idea that this man is alleged to have taken pictures of, of naked teenage girls. Um, you know, it was it was it was a very divisive issue. They had to ask jurors like, 
could you put that issue aside in your mind and give this man a fair trial? And a lot of people couldn't. And so this jury is made up of people who said they could. Um, but, but we will see when that evidence comes out. All right. Uh, his lawyer asked for a mistrial this week uh, as well. What can we expect next? And if found guilty, depending on what do we know as far as prison terms, anything like that, Amanda? The length of time it could possibly uh, he- be? Yeah, he faces up to life. Um, I, I Yes, his lawyer did move for a mistrial this week um, over an issue of identifying witnesses. Um, it is a tricky issue. Uh, if someone is a sex assault victim, generally, you know, they're not named to the public by the press or, or by anybody. Um, but in this case, they they are they're alleged victims, right? Yeah. They're, you know, Ranieri has not been proven guilty. And so it is tricky. How do we refer to them? Do we just use first names as we did with Sylvie? You can't really call them a Jane Doe because then the jury will assume that they're a victim, right? So it is mm. tricky. Um, and Mr. Agnifilo moved for a mistrial over that issue and saying that it, the, the jury will be biased well, um, huh. by, the, by the witnesses. You know what? I just, I remember reading the first couple of stories that came out uh, last year, I think in the past 18 months. And I just thought, again, it's one of those things, you know, how, how do people get into this and how do they get out of it? And I just, it's, it's, it's fascinating. It's a, it's, a, it's also a fascinating study and just humans, to be honest with you. Thank you for your coverage of this. Thank you for taking the time to join us today and uh, look forward to seeing more of your work, Amanda. Thank you kindly. Thank you for having me. There you go. Amanda Ottaway this afternoon, author and reporter. She's out of Brooklyn for Courthouse News, written some books as well, covering the trial of Keith Ranieri, uh, the man behind the group called Nexium.